1: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Wood Talk, for woodworkers by woodworkers. Now, here are three guys who like to use a lot of words yet say nothing at all. Mark, Matt, and Shannon Alright, it's Wood Talk number 350 for January 20th, 2017 <laughs> it's, it's the weekend show Oh, we're here again So, we just did an entire recording of the weekend show, and I forgot to arm the second track, which means it was an entire 16 minutes, roughly of me talking to myself
0: It was, it was inspired, let me tell you
1: uh, So we are going to answer the same questions again <laughs> and we're going to try to make it just as interesting and entertaining as it was the first time
0: but it probably won't be So, it was truly the best show we've ever done it really was I I thought it was really good it's the one that got away
1: uh, yeah. Let's let's Okay, do over. Mulligan, here we go. Jacob Morrill wrote in. Oh, let, let me preface this by saying it's an email grab bag show. So we got so many good questions on Patreon. We didn't want to let them go. Uh, we, uh, you will have new questions for next week. So we're like, well, what are we going to do? Let's get as many of these questions into the show as possible. Can't get to them all, but we'll get to as many as we can. Uh, so Jacob Morrill wrote in and said, what would you say are the quintessential woodworking furniture projects that one could build and be able to say, if I can build these, I can build anything, and my answer for that is a chair, uh, because a chair has you know mortise and tenon joints. You've probably got tapers and compound joinery. So I think if you can if you can master those skills, there probably aren't many things in the world of woodworking that are going to phase you. Shannon, what do you think?
0: Well, I think I said that I wanted to say the same thing, but now I don't remember. So I went with the chest of drawers <laughs> because I think that you have all of the. Basic joints, all of the kind of fundamental furniture joints, wrapped up in one project. Yeah. You know, dovetails in the drawers, uh, mortise and tenons in your interior structure, your your desk frames of things. Or you could choose bridal joints if you want. You could even throw um, sliding dovetails into the case sides or dados into the dovetail sides. You could choose a variety of different feet, bracket feet, ball and call feet, whatever. You kind of got it all um, in that one particular project. And when you're done, you can go. Pff, Those difficult projects, they ain't nothing. I can do anything.
1: (laughs) Right, except for a chair.
0: Chairs are silly. (laughs) And you know what? You know what I did say that was good in the first recording of this? Yeah, please tell me. Into a world, compound joinery is exactly the same as 90 degree joinery. It's just about laying out a line and cutting to the line. So you can take your little compound (laughs) mortise and tenons and think you're all fancy (laughs) and stuff. And I'll just say, you know what? That's fine. I don't see angles. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not an <laughs> angle racist, Mark. I, I'm just going to use all a domino. angles are welcome for me. I don't use see one It'll angle be being better point. than another angle.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Whatevs. All right. What do you think, Matt? Uh, I said the um, the, like the shaker side table or some kind of like table with a drawer in it because it has um a lot of good joiner, just like uh, Shannon's chest of drawers. You have you know dovetails. You got drawer construction. You've got Morse and tenon. You've got all that stuff. Um the difference between the little table and the chest of drawers is if you can build a chest of drawers you can probably build anything because chest of drawers is a lot more work than a little table. But yeah. so that's when Marx is talking about stick-with-itness. Stick-with-itness.
1: Stick-to-itiveness. That's what it was. <laughs> stick- I like stick-with-itness better though.
0: That's- I just like that this whole show is being referred to in the past tense.
1: Oh yeah, so yeah. it will be. Stop doing that you got to act like it didn't happen. It's like
0: a giant flashback episode.
1: Cuz guess what, I no one else like no one else was here when that <laughs> right. happens. They're hearing this for the first time so uh, let's, let's just pretend. Ugh. Okay, so Johnny V wrote in. He says, what temperature extremes, cold and or hot, do you three gents call it quits for woodworking outdoors? Um, you know, for me, cold, I don't really work outdoors, first of all, but cold isn't much of an issue at this point point. and uh, heat, certainly, in Arizona, the first uh, couple of years that I worked in my garage shop before I was able to get air conditioning, it was pretty friggin' brutal out there, and uh, it was like 120, 125 degree days outside, and certainly well over 100 degrees in the shop, and you you just do what you gotta do. It was unfortunate and very sweaty, but I, I did do it, but there certainly were days, I think anything approaching like 110 in the shop would get me to the point where I'm just going like, what am I doing with my life?
0: this is ridiculous. What <laughs> <It> went <laughs> wrong in my life that I've come to this.
1: Yeah. I'm going to go back inside and watch cartoons. So, Oh man.
0: <laughs> yeah. See, and I think the key element to this question is what is your kind of quitting point? Yeah. You know, so you bring up a point where like you were, you know, you, you got to do it, right. You know, right. the, Paycheck, the mortgage, all this stuff relies on it. If if none of that relies on it, those temperatures change dramatically for me. <laughs> the um, quitting point is I really really remember working at the Stepping Stone Museum in July and August and it being 103 with like ridiculously high humidity. And it's like, but I had to be there. Of course, then I'm thinking, but I'm volunteering. Do I really have to be here? Right. What, what went wrong in my life <laughs> that I'm being here and not getting paid to do this? I'm working for free. Wait a minute. But like if <laughs> I was working on my own project, uh, I would have called it quits. 20 degrees
1: earlier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, so you play outdoors with what, what <laughs> yeah.
2: what's your limit? Um, on the cold side, uh, I'm pretty crazy, I guess. Same kind of thing though. It's like, if I have to be out there to do something to get it done, doesn't really matter what the temperature is. I got to get it done. So that's just kind of a side yeah. thing. But, um, I mean, I've worked outside in the I was down to single digits into like, Zero degrees Fahrenheit, and recently I did the intro for the farmhouse table. It was ten degrees Fahrenheit because I had to get that shot that day. Yeah, it was great. Mark needed it to start this thing last week, so Matt, you know.
1: At the very end, Matt runs to the camera and goes, "Oh, it's cold! It's cold!"
2: <laughs> <laughs> I left
1: that in the video too. Was did great. you leave it in? Yeah. Oh yeah, that was awesome. Did you- <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, that was that was gold right there, man.
2: Oh man. Yeah. So basically, I-
0: you were being driven on by the uh, the Italian Denver Mafia. That's right. I was cracking a <laughs> the- shot. Cracking the shot. whip all the way from over here.
2: Oh, that's funny because I leave a little bit of extra in the beginning and the end for Mark to add the, the fades. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Oh my God, I'll just leave this here for Mark to get a laugh out of. <laughs> oh no, everyone's getting that laugh. Uh, oh, okay, so Bob this, DeVries – I should actually watch these things after
1: you post them? No, well, it's the same video. It's the same video but, with a graphic or, in the beginning. It? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not – nothing uh, changes too much. Okay, so Bob DeVries wrote in. He says, hello, Mark and everyone. Um – I'm hoping you're willing and since I know you were able to help me with this, I purchased some cherry for a project as I'm milling it, I find a fair amount of sapwood and other parts that aren't as cherry colored as I would like. I hopefully will be able to find enough color match that, okay, I'll, go, I'll do the same thing I did last time, cut it short. Uh, he's basically asking, is there a way to uh, color the sapwood so it matches the heartwood or will they even out in color over time? and unfortunately, the reality with cherry is that that contrast is probably only going to get worse uh, because the sapwood is not really going to change very much. Might get a little bit, maybe a little bit darker. Kind of gets like a little creamier, but the heartwood is going to change much more dramatically over time, and that contrast is going to be just kind of nuts. So what about coloring agents? Do do you think a coloring agent is going to work in this situation?
0: Uh, not because no. because <laughs> You've got a moving target. <laughs> right. you know, you're trying what are you what are you trying to match the color of? The heartwood now or the heartwood three months from now? Just or the now. heartwood on a sunny day. Just now. <laughs> when what are you trying to prepare Just for? Now. Why are you always preparing? Just go.
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's it's there's no way you can match that up. It's always gonna look unusual. Um so I think his choices are either embrace it or get rid of it. Yeah. For the most part. Uh, Okay, Tommaso wrote in. He says, since Mark has moved back into the lands of seemingly unending winter, he now has to deal with heating his shop. What do you guys use to heat your shops and uh, sawdust? We produce a lot of it. Have you guys looked into using it as a heat source? For me, I I just did a video on this recently. I went with electric forced air for a number of different reasons. Not the best solution, but it was my best solution at the moment. And that works great. Honestly, these two heaters are fantastic in here. And I've never considered burning anything in the shop, let alone my sawdust. So um, that's a negatory for me on that one.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I've got an electric heater. I don't like burning stuff in my shop. Right. I do usually bag up the stuff though. And I take it out and like either put it in the fireplace or I just got a fire pit. So I'll be like feeding Ooh. that scrap and, and the, like the best thing for starting a fire is like wood shavings, like mm-hmm. smooth plane shavings. They practically explode.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Poof, That's be great. It's
0: like, like magician flash paper or something. Right.
2: It's good stuff. Nice. What about you, Matt? I got the gas first forced air heater in the shop um, Not really too fond of like a like a burning thing, like a like a wood stove or whatever, just because it takes up more floor space. The ceiling-mounted heaters are kind of best for me because it's out of the way and I can't touch a hot thing or <laughs> someone else or whatever. That's a really
0: good point. I would totally do that. Just like lean on it. Okay, let me Whoops. just rest here for a minute. Oh,
2: I, I would probably sit on it for some stupid reason. Oh, this is like a yeah. good place to sit. Put my butt <laughs> cheek right here. This is where whatever. I do my thinking. <laughs> It's my thinking stove. Yeah. Oh man, that <laughs> you got to come up with the ideas quickly because you're going to be getting off. nice. It's Bisc- a little biscuits motivation. are burning.
1: All right. Um, okay. Kevin Kittinger wrote in. He says, uh, "How do you handle and dispose of leftover solvents like paint thinner, alcohol, and lacquer thinner after cleaning brushes? I usually have a quart mixing cup that's a third full of nasty looking solvent. Do you dump them into a gallon container and bring a mixed solvent container to the local hazmat center? Just curious." For me, this is something I've um, I, I researched a little bit in Arizona. This certainly may vary city by city, state by state, but at least in Arizona, kind of the wild west there, so who knows? Uh, my recommendation that they gave me when I was trying to figure out what to do, she said, "Look, if you're producing small enough quantities where you're not at like a big manufacturing facility, the best thing you could do with leftover finishes and your solvents that you want to get rid of is to let them off-gas, let them uh, evaporate." And whatever's left over, the solids, just throw that in the trash once it's like non-reactive anymore. And uh, that's kind of what I do today. I try to find like wide Tupperware containers or wide dishes. And if I have something I need to get rid of, I will take it into the backyard, find a safe place that no one's going to touch it or animals will be able to get to it and just let it sit there until it's gone. And then I bring the pan back in the shop and uh, everything's good.
0: I like that. I don't know why I never thought of that. I've done that for finishes. Yeah. You know, there's that little bit left and it's kind of like you don't trust it. So you just take the lid off and just let it (laughs) solidify.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: And sometimes it's fun because you can like, like peel it out and it's like this little rubbery thing that's left over, which is fun to like throw.
1: It's like putting, putting, uh, putting skin singles.
0: Yes. Yes. But much thicker and more rubbery
1: and, uh, could kill you.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Probably don't want to eat that. Yeah. Um, my, um, my city actually picks it up at the curb. Mm. Um, not with the recycling, but on the same day as the recycling. Hopefully they're not mixing that up. <laughs> Let's go recycle this. <laughs> uh, Poor why Bubba, this guy keep leaving plants this? on a permanent high. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I mean, I, I don't, as far as I know, there's not any kind of lower limit. Like if I only had one can of paint, the only stipulation is that, like, don't put it in a bag. Just yeah. set the can out to the curb and they know, ooh, this is bad and it goes in a different bin or whatever. That's a great so,
1: service. That's awesome.
0: Yeah yeah cost tax money but mm-hmm. it's a good service
2: <laughs> nice all right uh what do you do Matt do the same thing as you let uh whatever evaporate um and in case of mineral spirits it makes good fire starter mm, fire starters
1: mm, yeah need more more
0: Ooh, fire stuff right. flammable really douse uh smoothing plane shavings and fire starter. oh man oh, that's
1: that's, that's like create a, bomb. a singularity I wouldn't want to be near that <laughs> scary scary stuff <laughs> Uh, okay, let's see. Uh, Org My Shop wrote in and said, I know each of you consider yourselves to be content creators as well as woodworkers, but if you weren't a woodworker, what kind of content would you create? Matt?
0: Porn. Woohoo <laughs>
1: That's That's, uh, you know, you still could do that. It could be a side business. Matt, I can't believe you said that.
2: Oh, me too. Oh, I finally let that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Um not really anything, whatever, probably whatever I was passionate about. I don't know what it would be if it wasn't woodworking, but macrame. I mean, it could have been or that. Bats. Could be anything. Well, I, you know, could, golf design. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm sure there's someone out there making content about that. Of course.
1: It's the internet. Um, <laughs> For me, I would say cooking. It would probably either be barbecue or some type of cooking with a grill. Is just one of the things I absolutely love to do, and I, I've I've really I've thought about it a lot. Like how cool it would be to set up your kitchen with lighting and just kind of because it's such a, a fixed location compared to what we do in our shops. How yeah. easy it would be mm-hmm. to film that. I'm like, oh, I would love to do a podcast like just on food and cooking. Uh, would you have
0: the turkey that's already cooked sitting in the oven waiting for you? <laughs> of course. <laughs> That's you put how, it in the oven and, that's and then the, oh, and here it is done.
1: Hey, that's how they do PBS woodworking shows. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's
2: true. The turkey's already point.
1: done sitting on the side, and uh, yeah, you don't have to do anything. You just kind of pretend
2: you did it. I think you should do more cooking stuff because I think one of my favorite videos is definitely the pizza peel. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, like yeah. I haven't made the pizza peel, but I've made that stew pizza thing. Like. I don't know how many times
1: see and that's where that, that came from the the, the pizza uh, recipe and we did that french toast goofing off video years ago mm-hmm. that's the reason both of those happened uh, okay. is because I was like man I really want to do that like if if I didn't have this other thing going on that's totally what I would be doing <laughs> um, you could be the next
0: food network star
1: um, yeah that would be fantastic um, you know want to hear some cool trivia speaking of food network yeah, stars hit me, hit me go do you know who David Mark's neighbor is uh No. Did (laughs) I not talk about this on the show before?
0: I feel like you did, but I don't remember. Okay. Guy
1: Fieri. No way. Uh, Really? Yep. Like the guy who's like, you turn on the food network and he's probably got a show on (laughs) like any given time. (laughs) He's like right across the street. When I was uh, um, working with David, I would drive by and I'm like, dude, what is with that giant yellow? Like it's a kind of truck that looks like a semi. Like, but, but, but it's like not used for that. It's like for some guy who just wants to drive this thing around. Oh, it's, mm-hmm. it's that guy. Uh, yeah. So he lives like right across the street from David. So a little wow. bit
0: of trivia. Very cool. Hmm. Good to know. Yeah. Well, since I, I suppose I should answer this question, yes, I would do videos about fly fishing. Mm. Yep. Cause I actually, because I'm doing woodworking content creation, I don't get out in the river very much. Mm -hmm. So it would be, it would be a a good thing to do. It would force me to get out and go fishing more.
1: Would that that be, you think that'd be tough to film?
0: Like you have put a tripod (laughs) in a stream Actually it would be it would allow me to geek out on some of the cool camera gear that I want to buy but it doesn't make sense to buy in a yeah. shop like that cool stuff that like tracks your movements. Yeah yeah. Like you, you wear probably... the little receiver on your arm and like the camera pans and follows you around yeah. or like you get one of those cool drones that like follows you. Oh right. totally. You get a go- attach go- a GoPro to my GoPro on your head Oh to... yeah. Oh,
1: that'd be great.
0: Be the best. Get go. a waterproof GoPro and attach it to the end of the line and try to cast it out there on a fly rig. That would be fun. There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so yeah lots of good ideas apparently
0: yeah um, in fact, I'm going to do it right now go Forget do this it. woodworking thing
1: I'll watch okay uh, Matt Green wrote in he says howdy guys if you could only get one which would it be a domino or a mortising machine and uh, this is easy for me this is a domino all the way uh, domino
0: no question okay domino two out
1: of three Matt what uh, about you I said mortiser just to be different
2: to be different and because i actually use that more than the domino okay yeah, that's just silly
1: now okay so and again we're pretending we didn't have this discussion already it's very very <laughs> awkward i you up for the same discussion ve- i know but i'm, I'm having <laughs> trouble same thing again, Mark. i'm having trouble doing it so matt do you think that's because <laughs>
0: <laughs> flashbacks to episode one
1: tell me matt so tell me matt um i'm not reading this at all so would you say that the, that comes down to content creation that's creating this problem for you? Because that's certainly a problem for me.
0: are you're saying that yeah. people don't like festival?
1: That is mm-hmm. what I'm saying, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I mean, obviously if you've got a choice, you know, you pull out that domino, you can get certain types of feedback. So I'm just wondering, is, is the reason you're inclined to use your mortiser more often is because of the, the whole audience content relationship
2: thing? I think there's a couple of things there for for one, I just enjoy the traditional way of doing the whole like drilling a square hole. It's pretty cool,
1: yeah,
2: uh, and then from like the content creation side, it, the nice thing about content creation is it kind of affords you the ability to go in a direction that doesn't make the most sense production wise. Mm-hmm. like if you're out there trying to make money building something, then the domino is the way to go. But if you're just out there to have fun and kind of enjoy it and make the whole thing is making the content, making a video that is going to be entertaining or valuable to someone who actually wants to watch it, then you kind of can go down in whatever direction you want.
1: That makes sense. I mean, ultimately we're doing something that kind of is unnecessary just as a society. I mean, I don't mean that to say that woodworking, I think woodworking is very good. It's healthy for all of us to do. What I'm saying is we don't need furniture made out of wood to survive. So we're all doing things a little bit sort of old fashioned and kind of the slow way and this manual labor because we love it you know so i can right. totally see the logic behind why you would not necessarily want to pull out this magic tool that if you were you know not filming what you do you might do it because it would save you time and money and you can get more more stuff done faster and still keep your quality high uh, see, but, and
0: i think i'm colored by my mortising experience because i've never used like a big floor standing fancy mortise with an adjustable table and all that i had yeah. a benchtop mortiser that was just constantly a pain you know sure it did its job but it was there was so much setup in between each cut like the table doesn't move laterally so i had to like unclamp and like move it over oh, and a the pain. little hold down thing didn't actually hold it down very well um yeah. so i i had to employ a bunch of kind of ancillary measures just to get it to do its job and it was just slow unbelievably slow
1: yeah yeah the so, floor standing ones are much much better um just being able to move like you know it's not going to shift on you cuz the clamp is held in place and all you got to do is move the table left and right plunge 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 and boom you're done.
0: Yeah, I can't tell you how many mortises ended up having kind of a jagged edge to them <laughs> because yeah. the board kind of slipped around on you and it was yeah. like you know granted it was covered up by the shoulder of the tenon but it's like this is just silly.
2: Yeah. Oh so, yeah. Yeah, I
1: could see it's Kind of in- why I got interesting
2: in now. It's kind of interesting now because I'm actually considering changing out from a benchtop mortiser to a floor standing mortiser. Just because I enjoy the tool so much. Hmm. And just from a just as you kind of talked about with the whole the whole moving table, the user experience is gonna be a lot better on the floor standing model. So I'm kinda of thinking like, oh, I could probably use a nicer user experience, even though the Morris I have now works just fine. And I don't I don't really find it that fiddly. I just think it could be a little bit better. It's like I'm at that point where it's like I could just kind of change my shop tools out a little bit more for me. Right. Uh, less less about like yeah, it does the same exact job, but it makes it more fun for me because it's just a nicer tool.
0: Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, man. Yeah. The Domino speaks to the point and click person in me. <laughs> just kind of <laughs> line up the lines, <laughs> pull the trigger, go to yeah. go.
1: It uh, it's it's one of those things that's uh, it's like a double edged sword because it's it, it it really is. I've said this before. It's woodworking on easy mode when you use the Domino. You know, like the, think about how long it took you to get good at making a mortise and tenon. And the amount of, and actually think about how intimidating a mortise and tenon was before you made one, and then suddenly now it's like it's second nature. But it's a um, it's a skill you've earned, and the skills you you, that you've attained by learning that one thing apply to so many other things in woodworking. And imagine if you just started and someone handed you a domino, you know how how much time are you going to put into getting those other skills on this sort of quote unquote antiquated way of making a, a joint?
0: You know, so that's. that's I'm just thinking be. about all the money I spent on various aids and jigs and things to help me <laughs> cut mortise and tenons in the early days. Yeah, and how I could have bought a domino and a half probably by now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good point.
1: Uh, okay, well that just about does it. Um, there might be a few more there, but I'm, uh, this is all I I pulled out for now. Uh, hopefully, you enjoyed this. A little bit of an email grab bag, take two. Hopefully, it was uh, at least a little bit entertaining. It's just very difficult to make the same jokes <laughs> twice that's <laughs> we the real all problem all new jokes yeah we are not actors and uh, well Shannon's got a little theater experience but uh,
0: yeah bad theater experience
1: he's <laughs> <laughs> got bad theater experience <laughs> doesn't count for much then uh, okay well um, Shannon I guess you want to give him the contact info and we will uh, close this one out
0: I could do that if I hadn't already closed the window. But Let's see. Do, do I know this? Do I know this by heart? If you have comments, questions, or topic suggestions, you can reach us a couple different ways. You can find us on Skype. Our username is WoodTalkOnline. I don't remember the phone number offhand, Six but two, I'll three. stall a little bit until I can get to it. I have it. 623-242-5180. Uh, two, two, yeah. You can use our contact form at uh, WoodTalkShow.com slash contact, or just go to the website itself, find this episode, leave a comment at the little form down at the bottom and tell us what you think. Tell us how if you like the show better the first time or the second time. We really want to know. I like the first. Tell one us. Better. More importantly, should we have released the show where it was just Mark talking to himself, so that you could pencil in your own Mystery Science Theater 3000 type response? Yeah. I think actually that should be an email extra next week. Just Mark talking to himself it's, for 16 minutes.
1: It makes me sound like I'm absolutely out of my mind. <laughs> I listened to a few seconds of it. It was really bad.
0: You're only making the case more compelling. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and that's right. it that's all I can remember that sounds about right that's you can find us at our nice. own individual sites woodwhisper.com, macromona.com, and renaissancewoodworker.com
1: yay all right well now that it's almost 10 o'clock and it's getting to be my bedtime we should probably stop doing the uh, doing shows it's almost today.
0: tomorrow here it's almost tomorrow it's
1: ridiculous man what are we doing here <laughs> god Alright, this was a lot of fun though. Uh, night recording was pretty cool. Alright, uh, thanks for listening everybody. We'll catch you next time. Oh, we're still doing the show, huh? Yeah, we right. are. Keep We, we, are. Going. we still are. Alright, cool. We're still going. It's the weekend show, man. Party oh, on, yeah, Wayne. Late, late night wood talk. That's right. Wood we'll talk after dark. <laughs> Alright, see ya. Bye.
2: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life.